Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossard, S.J., Book 2, Chapter 4, Section 7, Conviction of Weakness. The soul in the state of abandonment can abstain from justifying itself by word or deed. The divine action justifies it. This order of the divine will is the solid and firm rock on which the submissive soul reposes, sheltered from change and tempest. It is continually present under the veil of crosses and of the most ordinary actions. Behind this veil, the hand of God is hidden to sustain and to support those who abandon themselves entirely to him. From the time that a soul becomes firmly established in abandonment, it will be protected from the opposition of talkers, for it need not ever say or do anything in self-defense. Since the work is of God, justification must never be sought elsewhere. Its effects and its consequences are justification enough. There is nothing but to let it develop. Dies diei eructat verbum. Day into day uttereth speech. Psalm 19.3 When one is no longer guided by reflection, words must no longer be used in self-defense. Our words can only express our thoughts. Where no ideas are supposed to exist, words cannot be used. Of what use would they be? To give a satisfactory explanation of our conduct? But we cannot explain that of which we know nothing, for it is hidden in the principle of our actions. And we have experienced nothing but an impression and that in an ineffable manner. We must, therefore, let the results justify their principles. All the links of this divine chain remain firm and solid, and the reason of that which proceeds as cause is seen in that which follows as effect. It is no longer a life of dreams, a life of imaginations, a life of a multiplicity of words. The soul is no longer occupied with these things, nor nourished and maintained in this way. They are no longer of any avail and afford no support. The soul no longer sees where it is going, nor foresees where it will go. Reflections no longer help it to gain courage to endure fatigue, and to sustain the hardships of the way. All this is swept aside by an interior conviction of weakness. The road widens as it advances. It has started and goes on without hesitation. Being perfectly simple and straightforward, it follows the path of God's commandments quietly, relying on God himself, whom it finds at every step, and God, 
whom it seeks above all things, takes upon himself to manifest his presence in such a way as to avenge it on its unjust detractors. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God are guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits me here. Ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, child of Mary, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father de Cossad is explaining what someone in the state of abandonment must do when he or she is spoken ill of, when people attack that person. What is such a person supposed to do? Now, we cannot forget that Father de Cossad is not giving advice here to everyone. He's giving advice to someone who has been brought into the state of abandonment. And what especially characterizes this person? He is no longer guided by a clear perception of the object of his actions. He's no longer guided by his own prudence. Such a person is being guided by the Holy Spirit directly. This person is following the inspirations of the Holy Spirit in such a way that exactly why he does what he does is not given to him. Why he does what he does, having been habituated into this state, is because the Holy Spirit is urging him in this way. And we've seen that such guidance is in fact the most prudent of all things because the Holy Spirit is God himself. Now, why is this important for understanding what Father de Cossard says? Because what Father de Cossard is saying is that the person in this state should not defend himself. Why? Because he can't, really. He honestly can't because he doesn't know why exactly he's doing what he's doing. He cannot give a satisfactory explanation of his conduct. He is being led directly by God. He's following God. He has abandoned himself to God. And again, this state is not something that he just decided to enter into because it sounds pretty good. No, this is the conclusion of a long process of great generosity in which God has begun to transform his soul and to take over more and more of its guidance. And the person in this state is being led by God to do something very beautiful and holy and mysterious. And because he's like a pencil or a paintbrush in the hand of God, he doesn't fully understand what the whole 
is all about. He doesn't fully understand why he's doing what he's doing. All he's experienced, Father de Cossard says, is an impression. And this impression is in ineffable manner been given. In other words, ineffable means unspeakable. There's something that the person in this state cannot communicate about what God is doing. It's unspeakable, ineffable. Words cannot capture the impression that God has made on the soul. God has touched this soul in such a way that he knows it's God. He knows that what he's doing is from God. But why exactly it's happening? He can't know. And the ideas, the concepts, the arguments, the strict way of life he used to live is no longer what's guiding him. He's still very faithful. He's more faithful than ever before, in fact, in terms of his duties, in terms of what he's supposed to do. The soul in this state is incredibly desirous of doing God's will. Well, who will protect the soul then? If God leads it into the state, it can't really defend itself. Well, who will defend it? God. The Lord has made the special bond with the, such a person, and God takes it upon himself to defend it. God will look after us. And why is this so important for us to know about? Well, possibly God might be leading us into this state. That's one reason. But even if he doesn't, and even if right now we're not in such a state, let us take heart from this chapter and remember that God takes care of those he loves. Wherever we are, whatever situation we're facing, God is to be trusted. God is to be loved. God is to be honored. God is to be sought after as our defense. Let us hide ourselves in his power. Let us trust in his mercy. And let us, above all else, go forward. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.